0: You are now listening to WMG Podcasts, Building and Cultivating Excellence. Thank you. You're now listening to The Super Breakdown, right here on WMG Podcasts. Thank you. Stay tuned into your favorite superhero podcast on Spotify and the official TSP Facebook page. Like, comment, subscribe, and share with all your friends to enjoy. Welcome, all Level 7s. Alright, we are live, we are live, we are live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Super Breakdown Limited Edition version. We are live right now, coming to you from Super Breakdown HQ from across the world. I'm your host, Power Maximus, and I'm here with your other host, the man, the myth, the legend, everyone's favorite demigod, Lord Triage. What's up? What's up? All right, all right. Welcome to episode two, issue two. So. We got a lot for y'all today. We got a lot for y'all. Yo, I know we're about 19, 18, 19 minutes late on going live because I was absolutely just going crazy on this uh, new storyline that I've been taking a look at for uh, Avengers Forever. It's, um, it's, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. So there's only like eight issues, and I was just kind of like skimming through one of the issues, well, two of the issues. And uh, it's a lot. So today we're going to be talking about Avengers Forever, talking about the Sandman, talking about the Predator comic series, and really just like nerding out and going off for the next few hours. Um, one hour, two hours, you know, whatever it may be. So uh, yeah, let's get into this. So before we start, I was talking to Lord Triage about Avengers forever. Issues number one through eight. So I just started going through, you know, issue number one, and uh, boy oh boy, this uh, this storyline is crazy, taking place on Earth eight one eight, a million years, you know, in the future, and it's just it's it's absolutely bonkers. It stars Tony Stark. Ant-Man <laughs> as the <laughs> and here we go. Tony Ant Man <laughs> as the as the main character. Uh, followed behind Robbie Reyes um and Deathlock. And not even just a regular Deathlock. This is like um like an undead Deathlock, like like the human part of Deathlock died and it's just running off the robot side. The extremist side, um, and of course, Robbie Ray as a ghostwriter, you know, with the charger and everything. Um, you know, we, you know, we see we get a whole bunch of you know backstory right off the rip. You know, I'm not gonna lead, I'm not gonna go through it too much, I'm not gonna read word for word, I'm not trying to get no copyrights or anything, but yeah, you know, we got Tony Stark Ant Man, apparently, he's an archaeologist for the last. You know a few years been digging up the bones of the old gods i'd say and artifacts of the uh you know the earth's mightiest heroes that have fallen in this uh world that's been absolutely decimated and turned into a wasteland and yes that's him lifting melnir for a short period of time
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh but yeah, we see what looks like crossbone war machines are now like the policing, like uh, entity of this world. You know, following orders and stuff. We see Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider come into the picture and is absolutely decimating these guys. And apparently, he's chasing down a train, you know, in Fast and Furious fashion. Um. Dude, now I'm really thinking about it. This is very Fast and Furious right here, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. All they're missing is Vin Diesel and Paul Walker.
0: Well, let me not. <laughs> oh, that was about to be bad. Oh, I was definitely about to get canceled on that one. Oh, I was about to, definitely about to be canceled. Ooh. Oh no. That's horrible, God! I can't stop thinking about it. All right, I was about to say something, but I would have been real, real bad. Um. But anyways, other I say is like Fast and Furious style because, like, if anyone's watched Agents of Shield, when they brought in the Ghost Rider, and Robbie Reyes, the charger that you know the character Robbie Reyes was driving, they specifically say was a uh, a leftover vehicle from the set of. The Fast and the Furious. They mention it in the show. They do. So now that I'm seeing Robbie Reyes in an all black flaming charger doing stunts like this, I'm like, yeah, this will make for a real good Fast and Furious plot. Now, apparently, this train. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Jesus, I'm dying over here. Um, See, that's what I get. God's punishing me for the thought that I had. It's instant karma. <clears throat> yeah, that was instant karma. So, apparently this chain that they've been chasing down, it's like a mobile crematorium. And it uses human bodies as its fuel and engine. So, like, in order to move, it's burning human bodies. Now, they're not dead, by the way. They're not dead. They're alive. So he takes his train down, whatever, takes out the war machines. And decides, all right, we don't t- we're going to get rid of We're going to take this train for ourselves and free the people. Those chains on the back of it and starts hauling an eight-mile-long train with a charger. And this is where I'm talking about. It's yeah fast and furious style now with all this being said and done we end up running running into the main um you know the main bad guy the big bad which is red skull or as they say the black black skull or the waste lord was well, essentially if i'm not mistaken is the red skull on venom
1: the red skull on venom don't you mean the red skull bonded with the Venom symbiote? Let's not cross brands here. They'll be thinking you're talking about Bane's venom.
0: <laughs> I was I was I was about to clarify. <laughs> I was about to clarify. Um but yeah. And apparently he's been the one in control of the world for god knows how long. We get Tony Stark heading back, kinda find out he's collected all the artifacts of all the old heroes. You can see uh you know the body of conchu in the back the head of the red skull looks like hulk's hand or something cave paintings with hero symbols on it we see what looks like is probably the phoenix force which i can confirm is the phoenix force because i jumped ahead to the fourth issue oh 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 i'm gonna jump up there real quick too so guess who's the phoenix force
1: who it's bonded to yeah spider-man (laughs) hey man it's happened i have the issue
0: yeah it's happened same thing with uh mr universe or captain universe all these entities like spider-man apparently so you know he's been collecting all these relics he ends up calling to his team which is vision infinity thing which i would love to dive more into that at some point figure out what the hell you know, happen with him to make him all purple and sparkly and have powers. Mm-hmm. We got Wonder Man, Moon Knight, and Tony Stark. That's his little squad. Plus, his Iron Ant that he created. End of the issue, post credit scene, we end up finding out that we have the Daughters of Thor, Goddesses of Thunder, are now traveling through. Space time, the like the space in between space and time, following the super flow, because there is now a super storm that is like being caused because the timelines are being rewritten on all Earths, and it's messing and this destroying things. It's called in time, there's space tsunamis. And it's been like, I'm just reading this, and like, when I jump forward, and like, this ship, as we see, this is like a ship that's uh, in a uh, Thor Ragnarok, oh, uh, not Ragnarok, it's fucking um, Love and Thunder. I haven't watched it yet, I'm watching it in about four days when it comes out with Disney Plus, <laughs> and it's being led by
1: a Melnir. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Like, was the hammer sentient? Did they, like, tie reins to it and just throw it off into space and it just pulls the ship? Like, how does that work exactly?
0: <laughs> so, from what I was gathering from the first, uh, from the fourth issue is that it is sentient. It is sentient. And it came to them to lead them to wherever they're going. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to jump up there in one sec. Let me just find the issue. I'll be right back. Little tree ass. talk to him for us, man.
1: Got you. So, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get back to this whole thing with the multiple hammers thing. From what I'm getting from it, I'm thinking it's more of like the whole Fear Itself storyline where multiple hammers had appeared and they had chosen people who, to wield them. Now, I'm also curious to where it is this hammer is leading them. I still I still think the whole thing with the hammer uh, leading the ship though is hilarious. Maybe it's just me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is. It's hilarious. I was like, wait, what? But then when I when I jump if I jump ahead here. Give me a sec, Head back up to the top of the issue. Yeah, a lot happened in just that one issue. If I jump up to issue number four, it opens off with all this. I didn't even, huh? I didn't even read all this. I just got down to, I skipped all that and got down to like here. And it was just a reading from here. So I didn't even read all this up here. So up here gives you some backstory. Uh many years have passed since the universe was saved from Gore, the God Butcher, oh. and his Necro Sword. Okay, years since Loki sacrificed himself to reignite the sun, and the last the last star in the cosmos from crum- crumbling ruin. Years since King Thor sailed alone into the darkness, never to return. Oh, so Thor's not dead, and and in, in this world, at the end of time, where they are. Mm-hmm. Um you can still hear the thunder from time to time. That's them how clapping the people ran the <laughs> uh,
1: uh
0: Uh. You you ever play um Ultimate Alliance? Of course I have. You know when you, when you select them as a character? Mhm. For Asgard. <laughs> Dude, oh man, that,
1: <laughs>
0: oh man, uh, that's how the people of Mingard know their God is still up there, holding back the collapse of uh, of all that is, protecting the life He created, giving human existence one last chance. In this reality, thunder is the sound of hope. At least most days. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the the writers, they like they, they've been given like little little tags here to tell you like what issues to read for this to make sense. So this is from King Thor number one through four in, in order to understand what's going on here. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like not this one. So it looks like lightning strikes, well, which is probably Melnir Landing. Uh Thor's granddaughters. Oh, Thor's granddaughters. Oh, those are his granddaughters. I hear right away that something is different ab- about this storm. Something is wrong. Athlete hurried, finished her mead, and everyone else's. Jeez, she drank hers and everyone else's drink? Yeah, she's definitely, definitely a descendant of Thor.
1: No, I thought you were going uh, to drunk. Oh definitely. I, I bet you she probably even get drunk. Listen, that meat ain't nothing to play with.
0: Yeah, but she's also a god. She's also probably a god, too. Uh let's see. Elisev. Eliseiv? I don't know. Lingers for a moment in the garden before summoning her war goat. A war goat. Okay. The great chiefs of the world uh, entreat Frigg. How have we angered our maker? Should we flock to the temples and pray? You should go home. The sky goddess tells them, uh, go be with someone you love. Go be with your family and then whatever. So, yeah, this is where I got to. They all, like, kind of met up and stuff and were talking about, oh, you know, it must be a sign, whatever they have, you know. To take the hammer, but they're like, wait, hold on. No, something's off about this. This is different. You know, if you listen, you know, listen to the storm, listen to the thunder, it's not saying the same things. What do you hear? You know, one says she hears fear, the other says that she hears pain, and the other says that she hears a call to war. And so they're like, um, they're like, we don't uh King Thor knew when he left that he'd be holding up the pillars of creation for all eternity. I don't think he's afraid for himself. And then all of a sudden, fire starts raining down from the skies. And you start, like, you know, blocking it, whatever, whatever. Like, huh. It's interesting.
1: Wait, hold on. So Thor's Atlas now?
0: Essentially, yeah. Apparently, in King Thor, he uh, goes off to, and he's using his own power to kind of hold creation together i haven't read uh i haven't read king thor so i'm not too sure on you know what the storyline is on that that does sound interesting um so then one of them was like hold on this isn't regular fire this isn't like like a firestorm this is this is phoenix fire and i'm gonna hold off before i go down because you're gonna you're gonna laugh your ass off So they're like, Phoenix, we haven't seen so much as a flicker of that power since uh, those troubles several years back. And then uh, the little, you know, creators put a little tag down there. uh, God, uh, Thor, God of Thunder Reborn. That's uh, where this storyline catches up from. It's like, right, with the grumpy old hairy man.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Who's a grumpy old hairy man? Oh, Wolverine. We'll yeah. The one with the claws? Yeah, the one with the claws. So par- apparently within all that fire, that the hell storm, Logan's arm. What? So apparently, and whatever that last you know, storyline was, Logan was the last, uh, was the last person to wield the Phoenix Force.
1: You know what? And somehow that tracks, even though that it's only supposed to be wielded by people with psychics or high psychic auras or energy. Mm-hmm. Somehow that tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so that, and then uh, when they realize that, they're like, "Oh, hold on, something's wrong here. Something's going on that literally has the power to rip apart the Phoenix Force." And they're also, but they're like, huh, I wonder if he's still alive. It doesn't seem like he's dead. They're like, no, his hand's still moving. So he's still alive. I'm like, wow, that's wild. Apparently, like, well, his hand is still moving. So maybe not. Um, And then they're like, all right, well, we got to figure this out. Something's not right. Something's going on. And then King Thor will lead the way. So then we have this. This was a terrible idea this stupid hammer is going to get us killed all killed yeah and so now we got this and then we brings this back to what happened here again i'm at a loss of what's going on are those a bunch of different red skulls
1: that's what it looks like you remember it was across the multiverse
0: yeah order of, oh wow, the the masters of evil, the masters masters of evil in this one are just uh council of red skulls. Is that a Hulk Red Skull in the back? That is a Hulk Red Skull in the back. That's gotta be a Spider-Man Red Skull there. Because if you look, they're all like in a certain stance of a certain hero. Yeah. So we got Captain Red Skull. Looks like two Venom Red Skulls. That is terrifying. And they come. Oh, what? Wow, that's a Carnage Red Skull
1: over there. That's a lot of people dying. Yeah. Is that a Black Bolt Red Skull? Uh. Scroll back down.
0: Oh no, no, that's a Captain America Red Skull. But I believe I believe it because look, we got a what well, looks like a yellow jacket red skull down here. The, uh, uh, look at the back. You got a Nick Fury red skull.
1: Oh my God.
0: A Thor Red Skull.
1: Kind of Buck says he's not worthy. <laughs>
0: I don't put it past them. Ain't that funny? Because Red Skull was racist as hell. And now he black.
1: Uh, maybe this time he's just pro-black and anti-everything else.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, Red Skull, I mean, he was colored. Underneath all that. Underneath the Nazi and racism, he's one of us. <laughs> Jeez, I'm just skimming through this at this point because this is wild. Oh. Unchained the man up out in the sun. To let Robbie Reyes handle him, there he is left in a state of forever penance. Ooh, hit him with that penance there. So he incinerated the, uh, the symbiote on him. The infernal trunk of, he- of the hell. The symbiote is incinerated within the infernal trunk of the hell charger while the skull is driven into the. They put the man in the trunk? I'm dead.
1: Hey, they they did it in Bad
0: Boys. (laughs) They beat it as a throw him in the trunk. Wow. Throw him in the trunk of the Charger. That's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. Wonder Man's all bloody and stuff. Yeah, man, I definitely want to dive deeper into this. It looks like he brought the brought the back to the crib. Started showing them on the good stuff. <laughs> Logan's arm. Now they got now they got two millionaires leading them. Now what if they decided to go? What if they decided to go part ways? Y'all all dead. This is gonna rip the rip the ship in half.
1: That is a good point.
0: What that is, uh, hope for the wasteland. I just don't get why is why, how does the thing have powers? I don't, I don't get it. How does the thing have powers?
1: Well, maybe it we could explain it another issue, or maybe it happened in a different story and you just haven't read it.
0: Yeah, now, they already I said it in two different stories.
1: this. yeah.
0: So give me I, I definitely I definitely wanna look this up real quick and figure out like what in the hell is going on. Cause that <laughs> that that's that's hilarious. Oh, not from there. Oh man. But yeah, this I I gotta dive deeper into this issue here, man. So they all jump in. Weren't, they're gonna save the world. Multiverse one. Oh, 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 what's this? What's this? What's this? Meanwhile, at the center of infinity, of Infinity, who is that? A moon Knight and a vision. Good. We can always use more of those. Avenger prime will be happy. Avenger prime. What in the name of Kanshu? What happened? Where are we? There were portals and black skulls, and this isn't our home. We've got to go back. Believe me, that's all any of us want, but no one's going home. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Ah! What? Until this war is won, even if it takes forever. Okay, Got Peggy Carter, you know Captain Carter. We got looks like yeah we got Hawkeye, and looks like Black Widow War Machine.
1: Oh Lord!
0: But I don't get it. I I don't I don't understand. Is it Black Widow in the War Machine armor? Because there's no femininity to the armor whatsoever.
1: Well, it might be one of those things where maybe it's Black Widow's son.
0: Ah, yeah, 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 yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. You're right. Is that Doom? No, no, Doom of all dooms.
1: Doom yeah. of all dooms.
0: Didn't us and Blaze talk? We talked. We talked about the Uh, and on um, the Doom, the Doom Live. Yes, we did. We yeah, I remember him talking about Vengeance Forever. Yep issue number five. Oh, it's gonna get crazy oh it's gonna get crazy oh okay nothing about this so please sir inform me of because i know we all watched it if you haven't watched it yet y'all need to watch it sandman walk 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 me through walk me through this
1: okay so anyone who hasn't heard this you should skip a, you should skip ahead If you could, but since you can't, we're going to give you a a brief refiz. We're going to go, we're going to count one, two, three, four. All right. So here we go. So basically at the turn of the century, we had a group of extremists who were trying to capture the angel of death to resurrect their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And in the process of doing this, they botched the spell and wound up actually capturing Lord Morpheus, who is the god of dreams, because you know I just say sleep is the cousin of death. Yeah, but in this story, death and dream were siblings, and since dream couldn't do what they want, they refused to release him. Now, once again, I'm confused why they would why they kept him captive. It doesn't make sense to me if he couldn't give them what they wanted. Unless they were worried about being uh, some kind of reprisal just for the fact that they caught him in the first place. But, anywho, I mean,
0: that's so, what they said in the show. They're like, right? nah, we can't do it. Like, we can't release him now. He's going to kill us. What do you mean? You can't, we can't let him go.
1: So, he winds up spending the next century imprisoned. And because of this, there was people who were asleep who couldn't wake up. There's people who were awake who couldn't fall asleep. As they called it, the sleeping sickness took hold and basically ravaged humanity. Hmm. And then, when Dream actually does wind up finally being freed, he he goes back to the Dream Realm to discover that all his creations, whether they be good dreams or nightmares, have run free inside the living world, and that his realm isn't dis- is disappear now.
0: Hmm. So. Where's he so where does he go from there? And like I said, so I I watch I watched the, the Netflix series and damn from what, everything that you said, it kind of it follows
1: that like to a T. It it does, it follows it rather close, but um the Netflix series cut out a lot of uh, the heavy DC aspects of it because it was oh. definitely if it wasn't necessarily a DC product, it was definitely DC related. Hmm. Like, because this happens at the turn of the century, this gets tied in with um the in, the Justice Society of America. Like Wesley Dodds, the Sandman, mm-hmm. like he winds up becoming a costume vigilante inspired by inspired by what was going on as a result of Dream being captured.
0: Oh, with the sleep sickness and all that.
1: Right. Oh,
0: okay, and that so that's why. Um, because I also want I bring it to this because um, Stargirl just started back up, yes. Mm, and so, you know, for if you haven't watched, you know, Stargirl, it's literally just a modern JSA, and it's not bad actually, it's not bad it's, at all. It's not, I like it, I like it. I thought that last season was dark as shit, I thought it was way darker than that first season,
1: yeah i mean, we're not we're not gonna get over uh eclipso pulling his little race card shit, but it's fine. Boy,
0: boy <laughs> yo, yo yo, I almost forgot about that. Yo, that was wild. Yo, he was all the way out of pocket. Like, yo, at least Zemos when he did it, he may have been out of pocket, but he was right. Eclipso was this straight oh my god. Bro, it had me sitting there looking at the screen like, mm, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm watching on my phone. I'm about to throw, I'm trying to punch through my phone. Like, you got to be. Anyways. <laughs> um, So the the original, like, Sandman for the JSA, he ends up essentially adopting the name Sandman because it's like going through the whole sleep and sickness time.
1: Yes. And like crime was running rampant, it was in the it was in the process of the depression running running, coming about, and the country going back to war. Like all major events in history still happened. It's just that this was an underlying thing that everyone was dealing with. Mm. Okay. And then also, um, when Dream got captured, he lost a lot of the symbols to his power. He lost his helmet. He lost the bag of sand, and he lost his um his ruby. Which was which were all essence of his power.
0: Yeah. And then he also lost, you know, his uh, his
1: Raven. Oh yes. Oh yes. He took that very personal. I would like to point that oh, out. Oh yeah.
0: I, I would I would take it personal too. That's like that was like his best friend. Yeah. I was like his best friend. Somebody just and, and not only did the person Mert his best friend, but Mert's his best friend. Right in front of him.
1: Right, yeah, because the raven was actually in the process of trying to figure out a way to free him,
0: Mm -hmm. and and had been doing so for years. So, yeah, uh, man, that's damn. I would take that. I would take that shit personal too. I'd I'd most
1: definitely take that personal. Like, mm -mm, I could now see. The thing that I thought was uh really cool, because like in the in the book, which I got through um last last year, the, the book went into detail with certain things, and it also explored a lot more. Now I get it that some things just don't transfer well, or you know sometimes it's you just don't have you know budget restrictions or time restraints. That that happens. That's mm-hmm. understandable. Cause, like, yeah. he he had to go to. He had to wind. To, he had to wind up speaking to John Constantine. He had to speak to John Jones. Like they name dropped the Justice League. Like Arkham Asylum is, is mentioned. Like, there's, there's so many things that go on inside the book where you're like, I, I was just completely drawn in. Yeah, I was.
0: Yeah, and even I'll, I'll say though, even without, like, even without. All those details in it, I was still really, really drawn into the to the world in itself. I mean, we do see we do see a little bit of the DC connection uh, in the one episode where you know they're going to get Jed and you know well anyone who hasn't watched Sandman, spoiler warnings coming up, three, two, one, go watch Sandman on Netflix because apparently they're having a hard time getting approval for a season
1: two, which I'm in flabbergasted by.
0: It's it's because Netflix has been doing this thing. Well, because they did it, they they pissed me off. And when they did it with um, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, they spent they will spend mad. They overestimated, spent mad money to create this masterpiece, but overestimated how much people really wanted to see it. So it didn't balance out. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got a shit ton of views on it. They made a lot of money off it, but they didn't make enough money to justify making. You know, continuing it. And that's what's going on with Sandman right now. The budget for Sandman is so high. Each episode, it's not like watching a show. Each episode is the quality of an actual movie. So you guys, you definitely go support and watch it. Watch it again. After you watch it again, watch it for a third time after that. Tell your friends about it while you're watching it for the fourth and fifth time too so get them ratings up for that because we absolutely we need a season two you definitely need a season two for this thing um but yeah we see in that you know the the one episode where jed is being you know when he goes to sleep one of the the nightmares who wants to be a dream is actually like giving him these good dreams of being being a superhero Mm -hmm. And we see on the screen is the Flash's Rogues Gallery. Yes, I did catch that. Cole, see Heat Wave. There's also um an action figure of the Flash in in his little layer too. We see the Mm Pied Piper. No, we don't see actually see the Pied Piper, but we see his comic book iteration. Very true on the screen. You know, then we see the rats and whatever as well. You know, so I mean, it did give us a little bit of a connection to the DC stuff. Uh, again, you know, we don't see John Constantine, but we see what was it Joanna?
1: Yeah, I was confused to why they changed her gender, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll go along with it because because DC they didn't have they didn't have the rights to John Constantine.
0: We all know that was the time frame that this took took place in. That was supposed to be John. That was supposed to be John Constantine. Oh, okay.
1: Thing. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably
0: right. Same thing with the with the um with the rights for Lucifer. The Lucifer that we see in Sandman is supposed to be the Lucifer that we got in the actual show. Lucifer, they are one and the same. It's just different rights, you know, different people taking their creative liberties with the character.
1: Yeah, and I honestly was very confused by that, especially considering it was a Neil Gaiman property, because Neil Gaiman did both shows. He did both. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm not sorry. I don't want to say he did both shows. He was it both products are based off his material. Yeah. So, I was confused. That could have been a nice little tie-in with them having a shared universe.
0: Yeah, but see, here's the thing. They couldn't use Tom Ellis Lucifer without essentially tying it in to the Arrowverse on CW. Because of the Crisis on Infinite Earth crossover, oh and yeah, you're right, and he met up with Tom Ellis's Lucifer.
1: You're right, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. That's and that's why I was like, oh no, damn, you really. If y'all would have just got your rights connected, but it's good though. I would, I especially everything that's going on with CW with Warner Brothers. Ah, uh, God, I do. I definitely want to talk about that at, at some point during this too. Because that is, man, it is an absolute dumpster fire over there. You know the scene from SpongeBob when he's like clearing his mind to do fine dining and like all the little SpongeBob's are running around fucking burning down shit, burning papers and panicking actual chaos? Mm-hmm. That's Warner Brothers right now. Because I don't know if you know, but Warner Brothers just got bought out by Discovery.
1: Oh, I'm not surprised by that at all.
0: Yeah, Discovery Channel bought is buying Warner Brothers, which is why Warner Brothers is trying to sell CW. Mm. Which is why they're pulling a lot of their DC shows from CW. So they're trying to sell CW, but the worst part is the, the thing that sucks is that now that Discovery's taking over Warner Brothers, they now have that partnership with HBO Max. And it's starting to really shoot themselves in the foot because now the content and quality of HBO Max is horrible. But now if you look at Discovery and their streaming app, Discovery Plus, it's a dumpster fire we don't, we will touch back on that uh, cuz i got a lot to say about that but now but i am glad that they didn't make that connection to the arrowverse especially cuz the arrowverse is going downhill right now um it's pretty much it's going to be pretty much done after this next season of flash was only going to be an 18 episode season and they're going to then they're shutting everything down so i'm glad they didn't connect this to that cuz this 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 product is way better quality way way better quality okay okay but, you know i definitely did i i, I felt like the show was well it's you correct me if i'm wrong but i can tell like the way the writing in the show was it seems very metaphysical metaphorical super meta in, in itself and super woke is that how it is in the in,
1: in the book and the comic strip too as far as um talking about the with the same man yeah well certain things they did they did change slightly but the material a lot of the stories like the a lot of, a lot of parts of the story really did make you think and that's the thing I thought that was really cool like the whole thing with the Corinthian mm-hmm. like yo boy boy like mm-hmm. the fact that, that a nightmare had influenced all the major serial killers of the 21st century <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that was crazy and, the and then. Versions. And then the whole thing with John D.
0: Yeah, explain a little bit more on John D.
1: So in DC Comics, John D is a character named Dr. Destiny. And Dr. Destiny is basically, he's basically the Freddy Cougar of the DC Universe. Mm. Hmm. So it was supposed to be like once he winds up inheriting Dream's Ruby, he basically tweaked it so no one else could use it but him. And then he began to strip away people's almost inhibitions and in their thoughts and their beliefs of what it was, and then just stripping them down so like they're who they are at their real core and basis. Like that scene mm. in the diner that everyone was talking about. Oh my god, yeah. And in the book, it's worse. Oh, worse. Yeah, like it's a lot. It's a lot more graphic. So it's like. I thought it was great. It's one of them things, like you know, who are you really at your core? And it's like if you could really look at your the, the real nitty gritty version of yourself, would you blink? Ah. So, like, once he winds up uh, misusing and abusing that power, you know, he winds up getting on Dream's radar because Dream needs Dream needs Dream needs the Ruby back, and they basically swear off. And it just goes from there. Interesting. Uh, Power, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Sword of Stone?
0: Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah.
1: Right. So I watched it for the first time last night, and I know you guys are gonna wonder, be, wonder what, where I'm going with this. Just follow me down the rabbit hole real quick. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little battle of wizards that happens between um Merlin and Madame Mim that actually reminded me a lot of the game of creation that Lucifer plays with um Morpheus.
0: Yes, I, I wanted to bring that up. I want to ask about that. So, hmm. So well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I see the parallels. I yeah, I can. Yeah, I see that. Like, I felt like, I feel like that was also, that was also a big game of wits, too. Yes. You know, and just, one, being able to think on your toes, and two, how omnipotent you are. You know what I mean? And just, like, knowing yourself, knowing the universe around you as well. Because, like, every, you know, every time they did something, the next person would find something that counteracts that. You know, I am a snake. All right, well, I am a, you know, well, I am a wolf. I am a snake. I am a snake hunter. Well, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the bird. Going back and forth to, like, you know, what, what you know, takes out the, you know, the last thing that person just said. And I felt like in that scene, uh, like I said, I, I, was, I didn't, I haven't read it, but, like, just that scene alone when she's like, when he's like, I am the universe. And I'm just like, I don't know, just like that whole expanse. Bro, I felt, I felt something with that. I was like, oh, damn. And she's like, all right. I am the anti-life. And I was like, oh, damn. And she's like, yeah, what takes out anti-life, huh? What survives
1: anti-life? <laughs> And he, he was like, "Hope," <laughs> and she's
0: like, "Oh shit!"
1: All of a sudden, I hear, you hear in the background is, is, is someone ring? Is someone ring the ring bell?" <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your winner is <laughs> Apollo. Apollo, clean in the back,
0: ding, ding. <laughs> I'll be honest though, that threw me off a little bit too, because I feel like she still could have won.
1: What's beating hope? Especially <laughs> in hell, what's beating hope?
0: And that, here's the, and this is the only reason why, like, I feel like if he didn't explain himself after, because he's like, you know, dreams inspire hope. She's like, oh, you have no power here. Mm, I have more power. Like, what would hell be? if not full of demons with dreams of heaven i was like oh shots fired (laughs) shots fired he said yeah yeah you you worry about you worried about me but while all your little minions here they dreaming about heaven buddy so yeah and just walks out
1: i'm
0: like yo like how you do lucifer like that
1: well oh, and but this is also one of the things and it ties into like the neil Gaiman version of the Lucifer with the Lucifer show mm-hmm. um Lucifer was as always depicted as being a very m- misunderstood character yeah. like you know everyone talks about you know like Loki and how Loki's all mischievous and he's the god of evil and he's this that and the third. but if honesty had been a major part of his story and then he hadn't lived in his brother's shadow, maybe he wouldn't be who he was absolutely yeah. Right. So it's like you got a son who loved his father so much. He tried to show him the error of his ways, forcefully, mind you. And then when shit went sideways and what I did was considered wrong and rebellious, I got thrown out. Not that I only get thrown out of the house. I got thrown out by my brother who told me I could never come back.
0: Exactly. And enforced to do a job that I never wanted to do. No one, no one wanted one. across the no no one wanted one to and then not only that be demonized quite literally for that for the rest of eternity as if this is what I wanted as if I chose to do this like come on you'd be pissed off upset and angry too you'd have the biggest the biggest goddamn chip on your shoulders the, one of the biggest access to grind. I So, yeah. Yeah, when you look at, you know, this Neil Gaiman's version of uh, Lucifer, yeah. And, you know, I love the fact that Neil Gaiman, when, when they, when, when, even then, when he did the Lucifer show, they went the route of the Satan, the devil, needing therapy. He literally found a therapist. And talked about his daddy issues. Yeah, I could. I I'm I'm just like, huh? It makes sense to so just in turn. Well, first off, I want to point out that we got Lucifer, who's played by Tom Ellis, and he has a British and English accent. We have a Menadil. Who's a six foot tall, bald, diesel black man? And then we have Michael, who is essentially Little Nicky. If you, you, you put it, you, you, anyone who remembers Little Nicky, knows what I'm talking about. Addison is Little Nicky. You know what I'm talking about.
1: You, you ain't wrong. Continue.
0: And so, and then just to find out, God's black. Yes. Not only that, he sells car insurance. On the side? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God. I'm, oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Aww. He said, stay fine.
0: <laughs> Bro, I keep I, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down with my fiance, right? We're watching, we're watching this scene for the first time. And as soon as, as, soon as the light clears up, he steps out we both at the same time, both me and my fiance, not even thinking about it, just were like, stay farm. Out loud, to the screen. Bro, when I say we had to pause it for like an hour, because we couldn't stop laughing, the fact that we had the same thought at the same damn time, about the same damn thing, like, my man walked out, State farm. <laughs> but, I would have preferred Keith David, but you know we all can't get what we want.
1: That that
0: right there, that would have been epic. Time to find hey, out. Hey man, I would have took Morgan Freeman. I definitely would have took Morgan Freeman.
1: See, see, and that well, there he goes. There he goes again, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <sighs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna make God black, it's got to either be Keith David or Morgan Freeman.
1: Listen, sure as God made man, the first man was black. The black man built pyramids and gangster rap. That's all I know. Papa ain't raising no rats. I'm just saying.
0: Oh, uh, oh man. Ah, oh, Jesus man. Look, dude, this. Uh, I just, I just really need them to continue. Uh, you know this uh, Sandman's, you know, storyline because I definitely, because again, I'm definitely gonna read it myself. You know, um definitely gonna go through and read everything myself, but there's definitely gotta um I want I wanna see it visually and you know with the with the effects brought to life.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: that, that's that's one reason why you know I don't kick against manga at all. You know, because you know I lo- I like comic books, so I can't kick against comic books and you know you can't not kick against comic books but kick against manga. But there's something about the animation CGI effects, watching these scenes come to life, that's just something extra special to me. Plus, I'm slightly Ill- illiterate, too, and my reading is, uh, my reading is not that great, so I take a little while to read. So I'm trying to get through the story, and I'm like, the cat said hi.
1: <laughs> Listen, man, you'd be surprised when you're on the exact same boat as you.
0: <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Oh, man now another thing that i wanted to touch on that that we definitely wanted to touch on and it's something that i i personally don't know a lot about either um this the the these predator of comics okay so like i definitely want to start Want to want to like take you know dive into these but after watching prey i'm like really uh like like really interested apparently there's a whole yeah if I can spell predator right I still didn't spell it right but oh well um I'm I'm very re- I'm really interested because it's like you know of course we see first predator we see him in you know they, they in Vietnam in the jungle uh the next predator you know we see him going against uh, uh Danny Glover in like what what city were they in? Were they in New York? They were in LA. LA yeah. Um,
1: now, uh, one, yeah, once so. again, I'm I'm not against that because you know the whole concrete jungle thing that kind of made sense, but it was like that movie was just weird. I'm not sure if it was nothing against Danny Glover or his performance. I just think like the 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 aspect of, of having him go from fighting a group of soldiers who were trained. And highly skilled fighters in a jungle to a a bunch of cops in the middle of a gang war in LA. I just thought it was weird.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But wait, hold on, bro. I'm sorry to cut you off, but apparently, there is a. You look, are are you looking at the screen?
1: He is. what I good god there's nothing sacred anymore nothing yeah not a thing nope look 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 why how I don't they've gotta be bored
0: they, they gotta be bored they gotta be bored and high, cause like, what? Archie versus Predator?
1: And I, and I that footage was probably worth millions of dollars. <laughs>
0: like what? Oh wow! I just messed up my whole thing. I gotta I gotta find, I gotta find the first one for that. Archie. Wow. Oh man! See, I can't, I can't even spell right at this point. Is that that that's just got me like, what the? fuck?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm confused. But the premise, the premises for the movies have been decent so far, in my opinion. There hasn't been one I've hated. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I even like, I like the Predators movie. I like, I like AVP. I thought those were good.
0: Um, what about the um? No, the one I said was bad. It was the one with that had uh Michael Key in it.
1: Michael Keaton.
0: My, yeah. No, no, not Michael Keaton. Um Key from Keane Peel.
1: I'm drawing a blank. Oh yeah,
0: so, so the first the first like reboot, the first reboot that had um <sighs> Key
1: in it from Keane Peel. I I'm sorry, my fault. I had to I had to think for a second. No, I do know the movie you're talking about. Yeah it once again, I think it's because they took you talking about the whole dynamic between the two different, between the two different species. So like, if they explain that a little bit better outside of the comics, you would, you would get it because like, they keep talking about how there's two different breeds of them. Sort of like, like, uh, like Lawrence Fishburne said, it was like the differences between dogs and wolves and how the bigger ones hunt the smaller ones as part of a blood feud. Mm. So it's like if they explain explain that a little bit better, it would make sense. That's just like how we all know that the Predator is highly intelligent. It's sentient. Mm -hmm. And it's like how it's smart. But it's like how I'm confused how it can mock the dialogue we say, but they haven't learned to really speak English yet. They've only been visiting the planets for, for a few hundred years, but yet they don't speak none of our languages. Or they should be able to speak them at least somewhat fluently.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I at least understand. Bro, I still can't believe this is real.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, this is a legit... It's a legit comic. That's yeah no I can't I can't I can't I can't keep looking can't keep looking because if I see a predator drawn in the Archie style I'm gonna lose my mind I'm gonna lose my ever loving mind so just back to the predator comics so yeah this is uh that's definitely this is something I want to dive deeper into because again I never. I never really understood the whole difference. And after watching Prey, I would definitely love to see the Predator in different, you know, go, you know, in those different timelines, you know, of course, and of course in other places around the world, like, of course, like everyone's been bringing up, whoa, Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens.
1: Yeah. That's a big storyline.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I oh oh wow they really they're really they're really just taking creative liberties here. Well then, um, Batman versus Predator?
1: Yep, that's a thing too.
0: Boy, what oh my! I guess mean, Batman wins.
1: He, I wouldn't surprise me. He probably shouldn't, but he probably does.
0: Batman and Superman versus Aliens and Predator?
1: Oh yes. Uh Blaze Ram, our boy who uh, helped us in our last one. He actually has the uh, the Superman versus the Alien series.
0: How does that even fare?
1: That's a great question.
0: What can the aliens blood actually hurt Kryptonians under a red sun, under a yellow sun?
1: I don't know. I can't answer that. I yeah, wouldn't I be surprised sure.
0: though. I'm not gonna uh I'm not gonna lie. JLA versus Predator, okay, okay. Predator invaders from the fourth dimension. Which blade aliens the darkness? The Predator, mine hunter. Boy, Tarzan versus Predator.
1: Why? Why? <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> what? No, wait, it's it, not my bad. That's not the title. The title is Tarzan versus Predator at the Earth's Core. Dark Horse done lost their mind. Wait, this is this from
1: 1996. Hey, man, maybe they were all thinking about the best run for them to square off against.
0: Alien versus Predator versus Determinator. <sighs> yeah. Jeez. I'm just rolling through to see if I can. All right, that's it. What do you mean dead space? Okay, cool. All right, I was thinking, I was about to lose it. I was about to lose it for a sec. Um, but this seems interesting. I also want to see more um explanation on the on the you know, the AVP side of things too you know what I mean, on, like, this whole war with the aliens, or at least being, like, essentially the ones kind of, like,
1: hurting the alien? Well, it's one of them things where I'm trying to figure out where the continuity, the continuity issues are coming in at. Because it is explained that the Predators do hunt the Xenomorphs for sport, and that there is a certain tribe of them that does go out of their way to prove them to prove themselves as um, a, a true hunter in facing them. Now, the thing that confuses me is is that the way the way we see the xenomorphs, the aliens, in my air quotations, uh, the way the the way we see them is just because they have bred with us. As you know, a xenomorph can breed in almost in, inside anything. Yeah. Because we've seen them breed inside dogs, we've seen them breed inside predators, we've seen them breed inside other other, other creatures. Yeah. So and then we come yeah. oh then we yeah. come to find out that um the predators weren't the original ones who even bred the aliens. Yeah. Did you watch Prometheus? Oh yeah, yes, yep,
0: yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, I, I totally forgot about Prometheus. I didn't watch two, but I watched the first one, yeah.
1: Okay. So, they keep they keep trying to tie... I'm not sure if they're trying to tie all these things together or if they're trying to explain fragments of the stories, but I feel like the more they do with this, the more it hurts it.
0: Yeah, because they. Uh, I feel like if they're going to do it, they just need find need to write one story that brings it all together and explains everything because clearly like you said it started with it started it started before Prometheus So like this whole breeding aliens and creating aliens thing like started well before Prometheus so, it, even if I, if I remember correctly, like, they, so the idea of Prometheus, what they were doing was that they wanted to go and find, like, the, the start of humankind, the creators of humans. So, they went to this planet where they are suspected that humans come from. So it was like a, to me, it seemed like it was like a whole kind of like Halo idea, like the way Halo kind of works. Like there's like a a creator of humans from like long ago. It wasn't that whole like evolution kind of thing. It was like humans were genetically designed and created and then put on Earth idea. And then, so they just need to find a story that is able to combine all these things. Instead of jumping around you know like predator over here alien over here and then have a comic book or a story specifically set for prometheus that will lead into the alien storyline so like the alien storyline would literally just be the prometheus you know prometheus kind of storyline and have it correctly lead into the creation of aliens and then, but we'll also see the alien storyline. But see them also hunting, like on different Earths and if different planets and stuff like that. Because it can't, it can't clearly can't just be, you know, Earth that they become into hunt hunting.
1: Oh well, no, because they've they've hunted creatures all across the galaxy. Yeah. It might be. It might just be one of those things like humanity is one of them species that gives them an actual run for their money.
0: I'd say because every time we see them, they've the humans have won. Even though they shouldn't have. You know, but even then you would think Well, no, actually, no, 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 I don't think about it because like no no predator lives to go back and say, yo, we need to up our heat centers. They can hide in mud. None none of them have lived to go back and let them know that.
1: Right. But Then again, that also depends on which breed are we talking about because it got revealed that's the reason why they tear out the spines and the skulls because they're using that sense, that source of DNA to improve themselves.
0: Yeah, the spinal fluid. Yeah. And yeah, they most definitely have killed quite a few humans. But the goal is to kill the strongest human. So they can get the strongest DNA to imbue themselves with. Right. So, you know, and that's the thing, that they go for the ones that seem like the champions, essentially. You're like, oh, okay, fine. That, 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 that That's your mans right there? That's your strongest mans? I bet. You know, I'm squaring off with him. Take me to your leader, type thing. So, I don't know, it's just... There's so much there for Predator and this alien versus Predator, uh, which I'm glad that Disney now has has ownership well Marvel Marvel and Disney now have ownership of these so we can see them do the same thing that they've done with you know the MCU, hopefully with the AVP storylines. So I'm I'm like super excited for that. Super super excited for that. So hopefully, because I don't know, I wasn't a fan of uh, AVP two. I wasn't I wasn't a, wasn't a huge fan of it. But you know, to each his own at this point in
1: time. Well, I also think it's one of the things like where the actors were known, but it's like it wasn't like no real. How can I put this? Like even like the, the chick from Prey, like yeah, you at first look, you know, she doesn't look that intimidating or she doesn't look that that well, I mean that 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 fierce, but then you see shit she's doing where she's training mm-hmm. with the hatchet, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Right. And then and then you see like the fact she knows how to track and she has a strong sense of instinct. So you're like, oh, all right, all right, this she she might she might be thought that life. And then when shit goes sideways and you see her carrying her weight. I, I respect it. Now, you compare that performance to like Saniah Lathan. Now, once again, and I, I love Saniah Lathan. I, hey, amen. Amen. But it's like, you know, her running through the pyramid with the with the predator, that was a little goofy to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But but the th- thing I did like about it is the fact that. You see this predator that we've seen for every, every movie before then. We've seen him hunting humans. Like, oh, humans are my prey. I am hunting them down. To go from that to be like, oh, oh, you got it. You got what it takes to be one of us. You know, in realizing, and realizing the, the strength in humanity and being like, oh, I'm just going to, you take that. You rocking with me now. I like you. I like you, kid. You you get you got what it takes. That's one thing I did like. I'm not gonna lie you. Maybe Soniah an Lathan doing it. Maybe maybe with a little a little goofy. But the idea of this hardcore hunting apex predator seeing the strength and willpower in this small fleshy human to me i i thought i personally thought that was awesome i thought it was great and then to see her actually going for and him him teaching her essentially teaching her taking her under his wing and showing her how to hunt like a predator so she can survive oh i will yes i yeah yeah that that's that's what i that's that's what i liked about the first movie so okay i thought I, I i thought it was pretty dope
1: all right? And then, like, the thing with Alien versus, now, the thing with Alien versus Predator Room, that whole aspect is missing to me. Yeah. Like, even the one chick who was a soldier, like, alright, she showed that she had that whereabouts and that know-how to be like, yo, the military's lying, like, this is not what they're about to do, like, we need to we need to do this, like, alright, I respected that, but it's like, there was no one who was, like, at the forefront of that show or assume that the, the forefront of that group who was like that level of badass like all right this person is about the is about to rip shut up
0: yeah because and you see with the first predator it's arnold he's there you know we see we see this group of soldiers you can obviously tell right off the rip that the main character is going to be arnold and if you didn't know that he was a you know super famous whatever you know you can see, Arnold, you know, that character, the way they portray that character and wrote that character, you can tell he's the main character. He's going to be the one to fuck shit up. Two, of course, you know, you got Mr. Glover. You know, Mr. I'm too old for this shit.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, this motherfucker seems like he's been too old for this shit since the, before he said he was too old for this shit.
1: I thought you were going to say the color purple, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, but that's the point. Every time, every movie I've seen him in, even in an old movie, he's still old as hell. At least looks old as hell. But, like, even then, you can tell, all right, he's the main character in the movie. Because the way they wrote the character, you can tell that they're going to be at the forefront. AVP, same thing. Senai you can tell. That's what they wrote the character. Requiem was missing that you couldn't tell who was the one that was going to stand out in the forefront of it all and be the one taking on the predator or alien predator. So, and and, and I feel like that, that that was missing. And I feel like, especially if you're going to be a continuation, like I would have liked to see more connection.
1: Right. To the last. No, but finish your thought.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I would I would have liked to see more connection to the, to the last film, especially cuz that film was a blockbuster. Yeah. The first one was a blockbuster. So, I feel like if they would have wrote the story to tie in more with the first one, it would have did a lot better.
1: But uh the other thing that was interesting to me was um damn, I completely lost my train of thought.
0: Uh AVP Requiem the way yeah, I had I had it and I
1: completely lost it.
0: Oh damn.
1: And yeah, well fuck it. Um so <laughs> um <laughs> um but yeah I just
0: there's so much potential. And it's I feel like it's very untapped.
1: That there yeah. it is. That's that's what I was gonna say. So Thank you for the un- untapped potential. So, yeah, yeah. like, if you if you look at the Alien series, look at Sigourney Weaver's character. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't necessarily like you know military trained or super athletic or none of that none of that extra shit. But like, when it came to crunch time, when it was time to get it, it was time to get it. Uh huh. So it's like I get it. You know, sometimes the easiest thing for you to do is turn and run or do this, that, and the third. But sometimes that you can't you can't exactly run nowhere. So what do you do? You
0: gotta fight.
1: And right. She fought her ass off.
0: Like from huge mech suits to killing her own alien child. That was um that was kind of nuts. Yeah, that was now I didn't really understand that one too too much. Cause was that like the first that 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 clearly wasn't the first alien that was incubated in a human. It couldn't have been.
1: Well, it's one of those things. Like I, I think in that situation, power. It's not the fact that it was incubated in any human, opposed to where it was incubated. Hmm. What you getting at? You got to remember because the 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 alien and inecess- necessarily is. How can I put this? Is a is a let's say the let's say the alien that bursts out the chest. Mm-hmm. Let's say that is a fertile a fertile egg. All right. Hmm. Now, from what I took from that is that they from that aspect is that they took the the seed of an alien and fertilized her eggs.
0: Oh so okay, because the face essentially put the egg inside of the human. This situation was they lit it was artificial insemination.
1: That's what I took from it yes
0: okay, okay. And so it wasn't a xenomorph it was then a xenomorph that actually had the other half be human DNA
1: yes that's why that one looks so different from the other ones
0: and then just like the way the alien predator well then in, in that case then how was the alien predator able to be born and have like aspects of alien and aspects of predator
1: but you also got to remember the xenomorphs that we know come that we've seen are specifically bred inside of humans so the green skin the tongue inside the tongue thing like uh, their whole makeup that could be them having a human aspect to the xenomorph dna
0: so then i guess the question then is is like where does the where does the difference come in? Because if we see them eat keep the egg and inside of a human and we get what we know as Xenomorphs, but then we see a human egg cross with Xenomorph DNA and we see, you know, what that creates and that's it looks very, very different. Where that, where is that, where's that genetic difference? You know what I'm saying? Cause it, it, in a way, the, aliens that we know are bred inside of a human body so they have so essentially they're pulling that DNA they have that human DNA Mm -hmm. and then if you know the alien that she gave birth to had human DNA so is is it how they acquire that human DNA that ends up creating the difference Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you see what I'm saying
1: no, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I'm thinking it's one of those things where it's the aspect of the alien in in, in utero inside the chest absorbs DNA of whatever it's of whatever it's um incubating in, and then the fact that the, the alien already had half the DNA, the one that was inside Sigourney Weaver, and then incubated technically inside her womb opposed to her her chest, it was just different. Mm. And you got to remember yeah. by the time, which I, I want to say it's um rec not requiem um resurrection. I think it is that mm-hmm. she that that version of Sigourney Weaver was a clone with alien traits anyway.
0: Oh shit! Yeah, damn, I forgot about that. I I completely forgot
1: about that. So it was it was one of them things like you had some dude in in a coat who was one some shit that he ain't have no business doing in the first place. Mm, I see. I see. Mm. Once again, I'm not worried about the, about the Stalins or the Hitlers. They commit suicide or get captured. I'm not worried about the Jim Jones types. They get shot. All right. I'm worried about that son of a bitch who's somewhere right now with tenure and a lab coat, Doing something in a lab that's government paid for—he's got no business doing.
0: <laughs> mm, this is this is this is true. That's true. They're, you know what happens when you play God? Yeah, man. You, you get you get humbled. You get you get real humbled. I was I was just talking to somebody recently about that, and I can't remember what it was that we were talking about. It, you know, and I said the same thing. I was like, "This is what happens when you when humans play God. God shows them what a, what the power of a God is." You know, I forgot what the hell we were talking about, but it it, it goes along within the lines of this. When you when you mess when you me, when you, I feel like Stephen Wonder said it the best. When you believe in things that you don't understand. Then you suffer. You know, you start playing around with things, and next thing you know, you have a whole zombie apocalypse on your hands. You play around with things, and now you have a whole, you know, a, a, a whole alien invasion on your hands that you created. No, it's just uh, it just it, it it just sometimes it just don't be making sense for people to be doing the things they be doing. And then again, check this out. We make movies about this shit. Yet we still decide to actually do them. We and clearly we know how bad these things could clearly turn out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Movies about them going wrong. Yet we still do them. Like We out here messing around with AI. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about AI. And all these autonomous robots and actual, like... Like, what are you driving down the street one day and your car just says, you know what? Fuck this. Yeet. Come on.
1: All right. We've all all seen the Terminator.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Skynet. Skynet is coming. So it's like... You know... You gotta we really gotta be careful. We we make movies about Terminator and iRobot, and yet we still are playing around with robotics and artificial intelligence. Like I just started watching um like uh, I, I'm watching um sorta of on online Alicization right now.
1: I've never heard of it.
0: Oh, so it's like um so you know you know sorta of online though, right? The anime. Mm-hmm. So uh sorta online Alicization is like the fourth I I'd, I'd want to say fourth series. So the Sort of Online One, Soda Online Two, and then there is Sort of Online Gungale Online, which they put the swords down and pick up the pick up the toolies, start bucking at each other instead of trying to slice each other in half and then after Gungel online there's alicization so it's like yeah the fourth the fourth iteration and that's what they're doing you know they they're using virtual reality to cultivate and essentially give birth to ai what they did is that they put they had staff members go into this vir- go go into this virtual world that they made they scanned the brain and synapses of infants of newborn babies and then imported those those neural synapses essentially took a copy of their brain or their soul essentially and put it into this virtual reality and then had their they accelerated the time and had their staff members raise these ai infants within the virtual reality And then within three months, 300 years had passed within the virtual reality. And their civilization that they created had blossomed, flourished, and bloomed to the point where their, their original infant AIs had grown, had their own children together, and just kind of like it kept growing. And so, in a sense, they were actually given birth to AI in virtual reality.
1: That's disturbing.
0: Highly disturbing. So like they it's in now essentially what their their main goal, their main end goal is, is to create AI. Well, they're trying to for the military limit the human casualties of you know of you know humans, clearly in war. So why not? Build and grow your own artificial intelligence and have them go to war for you. The problem was their AI ended up creating this world of their own, and up putting in place one of their AIs ended up going rogue, found the essentially a, the AI found the admin commands. I'm gonna put it that way. They found the admin command that now gave them the power and the ability to now access and change and create the world into what they want. So they so they ended up creating this whole set of laws and rules called the Taboo Index, and for three hundred years, this is what their society has been going by. So their experiment. Fucked up because now they just spawn, they just birth and gave birth to hundreds of AI, hundreds and thousands of AI that can't kill because they because this taboo index was ended up being written into their code by that rogue AI. The whole point of creating these things was so that they can essentially export or download that AI into a synthetic bot to go to war for them. But what's the point of downloading a synthetic bot to go to war for you if the AI can't kill? So what they did is they kidnapped this kid, the main character, Kirito. All right, they they didn't kidnap him. He got jade with a poison dagger, and they're like, "Oh, only way we can save him is by putting him into this virtual world." But they put him there so that he can essentially break these laws or take down that artificial AI and allow the and teach the AIs to kill, so they can break their code. And so I'm just like, again, a situation of you're playing God and all this shit is going to
1: backfire on you.
0: Like they literally created an entire civilization of artificial AI that aren't programmed to know what to say and know what to do but are able to learn on their own and make their own judgments and calls and thoughts, you know, that literally like a growing child. So it's like uh, what they call, they call it, um, backloading or something like that. So essentially they, instead of them programming the actions and consequences of the actions into the AI, the AI learns these consequences and stuff as it grows on its own and it makes its own synaptic connections.
1: Yeah, it sounds like a clusterfuck to me.
0: It yes, absolutely. Abs absolutely. damn Abso, absolutely. Cause it's sort of online. The whole point was they got trapped inside VR and if you die in VR, you die in real life. That, that that's the whole premise of this show but now they done flip it and took it and now it's a whole ass even darker tone now you know so i i want to talk to you about our level sevens
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i would like to make a product that our lovely and humble and great level seven skin wear as a badge of honor of being a level seven. I would like to make a piece of merch that people can go out and buy and walk around and wear and proudly say that they're level seven. I mean, personally, me, myself, i say I'm like a level five, maybe six. You know, because my knowledge isn't that extensive as much as I would like it to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, you know I would definitely like to be you know build that uh that piece of merch for our guys out there, guys and gals and everyone in between. Um. Now, something I wanted to talk to you about as well. Aside of that, I just want to get you know give you that you know that heads up. She Hulk.
1: Oh God! I knew this was coming. Go ahead. Go ahead, Power. Episode three. Okay, oh, oh, he goes right to three. Doesn't even
0: th- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. straight to three. Straight to three. I like three. I liked episode three much better. Oh, I bet
1: I bet you did.
0: Because <laughs> she actually did more lawyer work. There was more substance. It was more meat. <laughs> <laughs> to the potatoes. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> I feel like the first two episodes was just baked potatoes with no seasoning, no salt, no butter. This episode, they added a little bit of, uh let's say, a roast to it. A very r- r- well round and Your juicy roast that added like color and you know flavor to the potatoes that they was giving us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've I've yet to be impressed, honestly. And I absolutely, I'm not impressed. (laughs) I I love. The actress playing her, I really do. I've yeah. been a fan of her since Orphan Black. I think she did a great job on that show. Did you sit through Orphan Black? No, not yet. Yeah, you definitely need to watch that shit.
0: I'm, 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 I'm trying to get around to her. I have so many things that I'm watching and so many things that I'm reading right now. Uh, I just finally picked up um, one of my favorite book series of all time that I, uh, that I started reading when I was younger and then just lost track of it uh the Demonada series by Darren Chan.
1: Yes, I saw that you had posted that.
0: Yeah, and uh he's uh the the creator the author behind uh uh the uh the freak. Mm-hmm. The Vampires mm-hmm. Apprentice and stuff like that. Or yeah right that was it? Yeah you said that right yeah. um uh, and, and, and quite a in quite a few other um storylines too. Um but yeah this book is just one of the one of the most most graphic books I've ever, I've ever read especially as a child of course now that I'm almost 30 I've seen I've seen some shit I've I've seen some shit so hopefully these books are just as gory as I as I remember because so mind you I'm like I I had to be like 14 15 I gotta say reading reading this book about a werewolf with a crocodile's head absolutely slaughtering this this one kid's family like disemboweling the father and you know biting his mother's head off and like this uh, about this little meat fleshy thing that had teeth and mouths in his hands and you know small fire embers for eyes like you know just munching on the bones of his parents yeah it was um it was pretty traumatizing as a child
1: shit all i read was the animorphs
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i forgot about that look i gotta i gotta get that series next just because there's animorphs, animorphs and then alternomorphs was like a is like a prequel storyline to that
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, this Alternamores, which is like the, the original um, shapeshifters, alien shapeshifters. Um, sure. The one that gave them their powers. Um, but yeah, I just feel like this... I've, I have so much going on. I haven't been able to watch um, Orphan Black just yet. But like, I feel like She-Hulk needs to give us more substance
1: well I've got three big questions Shoot, one what does this hold for the future of the MCU like what, what, what is the, the message that this is going to give us like is she just trying to live the American dream is she someone who's trying to fight the good fight like is she someone who's just trying to live her best life while maintaining all this extra shit mm-hmm. two I want to know who the bad guy is and it's like, is this bad guy going to be a one-off? Like, chip who broke into the courtroom, and they didn't really tie that together well. And they never even said why she broke into the courtroom. She just broke in. Like, I don't. No, want no,
0: no. They said it said she was trying to run from a uh, run from court. She was actually in court in the room in the room next door.
1: I missed that. I missed all of that. But even then, that still that still wasn't done well. And then the other thing. As far as that goes, is like, are we still well, like what's the deal with the wrecking crew? Like, oh, I I don't I don't know.
0: Yeah, they got they got I feel like the wrecking crew got put in and put out real fast.
1: But uh the one guy did say that they were working for somebody. My money's on the leader, I could be wrong. And then Ooh,
0: I would like that. I didn't even think about that.
1: And then the other thing is is that, like, I'm thinking the third the third thing is I'm thinking is that I think they're going more towards the Avengers West Coast because they announced that they're doing um, Wonder Man. And then it's like, with the whole thing with them freeing the abomination, they're going to be doing the Thunderbolts. So it's like, I'm really yeah, curious long to long see long. how the whole Hulk thing is going to tie into the future because we already yeah. saw that Bruce Banner left Earth again.
0: Yeah. And so, and then here's uh, here's my question. Now we know if we after watching Shang Chi, if you watch Shang Chi, you watch the the credit scene there. We see Carol Danvers and and Bruce talking to Wong. Now, as we know, we also see Wong is the one that broke about you know um, Emil out of prison to to fight him. hmm To the Supreme. Oh wait! Oh shit! I'm making connections. Hold on. Wong said in that epi- in episode three that he needed Abomination so he can beat him to become Sorcerer Supreme. Now, what we find out that Wong became Sorcerer Supreme during the blip they call it. Whoa. Well, we call it the snap and the show they call it the blip. Why don't they why don't they just call it the snap? That that just makes so much sense more sense than the blip. That's so stupid. Anyways, um, but yeah, but Steven says that Wong became source supreme in his absence. So does that mean Shang Chi takes place within the blip?
1: Uh it might. Because they were never really specific about that. So there's a good strong possibility. Because it was one of them things like once the blip happened, everyone kind of had to go about their lives and maintain what was going on. And it wouldn't make sense because, you know, the world didn't stop spinning five years past. So it's like...
0: So it had to be somewhere within, that, within the five years. And that means... But no, but yes.
1: i have to watch Shang Chi again
0: because now, because now, if I'm and because if we see, it does because when we see Bruce. All right, so wait, what the hell? Hold on. Okay, so the timeline, so their timelines overlap. The Seawolf timeline and Shang Chi they overlap. Because I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think that. Because when we see Bruce, he's in human form. His arm is still in the sling, and he has the um the gamma drainer on him. But right. then the gamma drainer gets broken in the accident. So this is definitely, okay, got it. So She-Hulk. Essentially takes place sometime right after um right after Shang Chi. That, that's the only thing that makes sense. So I forgot where I was going with that one. But now that I have because I don't know why that that was just the timelines were always were, were confusing the hell out of me. But, okay, yeah, now we know that Bruce is not So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see, like you said, where... So, now we know where where this takes place in the MCU. But they never said how long... So, because, you know, in the first episode, they had the whole montage scene. They never said, like, how long from like the beginning of that before she hit the montage like how she been a hulk before that courtroom they never said how long it had been so from the accident and her becoming hulk becoming a hulk to that court scene there's no there's no there's no like timeline there they don't tell you how long it had been but now, Bruce is heading off. The, we all know he's heading off to Sakar. Bruce is heading off to Sakar, which is probably going to start up the, the Planet Hulk or World War Hulk because many of you don't know, the Planet Hulk storyline leads into the World War Hulk storyline, and that World War Hulk storyline is crazy. It's right. not. It's
1: crazy. Maybe, maybe we'll get a Hulk back to actually smash his shit opposed to him serving tacos. Little bitch.
0: Hey, listen. He was probably eating tacos, man.
1: Whatever. I'm just
0: saying, you know, Hulk smash, Hulk eat too. man, whatever.
1: Anywho, so <laughs> Professor Hulk, such a bitch.
0: <laughs> listen, it's
1: hard to believe that people are missing Edward Norton's Hulk. Let's just point yeah. that out real quick.
0: Oh, oh, let's uh, let's definitely let's I definitely give a slow clap. To She Hulk for actually for pointing that out. He's like, yeah, it was that was years ago, you know, and, and you know, I'm a I'm a completely different person now, literally. That shit was hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, I I cracked all the way up with that. You know, it was on It was a long time ago. I'm a completely different person now, literally. That shit's hilarious. And then can, I don't know if you call her face as well.
1: Yeah, like, that's another yeah. thing too that's got me scratching my head. I know it's a big thing in the she hole comics, but her breaking the fourth wall is is so goofy to me.
0: It is, and I like, but I do like the fact that she and acknowledges that. I like the fact that she does acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Now. My thing is is like even at one point in at one point she's like, I just I don't want you guys to think that this is like a special guest star every week kind of thing and just remember remember that it's my show, but every week there's been a special guest star.
1: Of course we, had, we, had, we had been two. a meal, then long. Yeah, it's been a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, so now again I feel there's, I feel like there's so much potential to show. I think they, I think the show can go amazing and super awesome, super great. Mm. But it is falling short. It's falling short because it's like, I want, I want, I want substance. You know what I mean? She's a lawyer. I need to see her doing lawyer
1: things. Well, not even that, man. It's like she's sitting there talking about how. She works so hard to get where she's at, and then how every place keeps denying her because she's a Hulk, and they feel like she's a risk, or she's this, or she's that. Then she gets hired at this law firm based off the fact that she's a Hulk, and then her boss walks by, and she's she's in her office shaking her ass. So it's like,
0: yeah, it's like, where are you really going with this? I feel like the show doesn't have direction. It doesn't it doesn't have direction like every episode I feel like it's all over the place there's so right. many different sets uh like the, it's setting so many different settings you know so many different characters coming in and out like episode three was supposed to be about
1: her getting a meal out episode three is about making a stallion
0: <laughs> episode three is about made the stallion then, about it and this and the don't even know hey listen this made the stallion i i i ain't mad about it i ain't mad about it just make it known that this episode that this is what's going on in the episode because that's what i like to see even if this show was like one off like kind of one off situations like all right today she's you know working a meal's case to get him to get him off to get you know to get him out and then Next week, you know, the situation like with that, that the guy had with the, you know, the the Asgardian fairy or whatnot, doing stuff like that, you know, her like doing odd cases like that each week would be very intriguing. I would like to see that. And then also then have the undertone of the super stuff underneath. But you can't you can't go side. You can't go side to side with it. You have to have one main storyline, and then hi- and then hide the true story underneath it. It, it can't be side and side. it has to be one above the other. They have to be layered on top of each other in order for them to work cohesively together. It's kind of like by day by day this and by night this. By day she's a lord; by night, you know she's you know she's hulk she's hulking. You know what I mean? But now, the fact that they have her hulking... But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. She...
1: Her hulking out is almost
0: like a gimmick. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. It really, it feels like it's just a gimmick. You know, it feels like it's just there to make people happy. Because, like, the or <laughs> Right? Like, like... Like, so essentially, she's only She-Hulk when she's in the office. Okay, you're working. He said, he said the condition of her job is that she has to be She-Hulk. Why was she not She-Hulk at the board hearing? That's working. That's work. Why was she not She-Hulk at the board hearing? Right. You see what I'm saying? Consistency. Where is it at? Why is this character... Why is this character a Hulk?
1: Or, like, the Do other you, thing is, too, like, she started off with Emil Blonsky, and Granny Emil Blonsky turning into abomination and trying to destroy Harlem, that was bad, but it's, like, what if she wanted to represent, like, the Kingpin? Or what right? if she wanted to represent, like, fucking, uh... I was gonna say, I was gonna say Ulysses call oh. Ulysses Klaus is dead, um... Or Morbius. What if she wanted to represent, like, somebody who... Deals with deals with another major hero who's a criminal. Like, what if Baron Zemo winds up going on trial? Right. So it's like if she's representing people like this, it needs to have a bit more of a serious tone to it.
0: Exactly, and like don't get me wrong. And in watching, I feel like Emil had a he had a decent case because yeah, he's like he was, he was like he made it. Well, you got to think about it. You know, I was a military man. I was crippled. I was promised by the government that, you know, they would be able to help me out, make me better. But in turn, they ended up sicking me. They first off, they pumped me up full of illegal, untested drug, and then they, you know, you know, forced me to do what, you know, what I did—to hunt down the Hulk. And Then she's like, well, what about the city after? I went into I went into a full rage. These drugs, you know, it's an untested drug. Well, it's tested, but not legal drug. What do you expect? I'm like, even I was sitting there like, you know, he has a point. He has a he has a very good point. They did promise him that he was doing the doing the right thing. They lied to him and told him that, you know this is this is a good this is a good thing to do okay you got that but again like you said now what if they now what if she has to represent kingpin what if she has to represent Tombstone
1: you know Osborne yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna get hairy real quick.
0: <laughs> and they, they can't they can't expect us to sit here and just be gobbling this up.
1: I mean, honestly, I'll give it one more episode, and if I don't see something that's got me on the edge of my seat or got me completely sucked in, I'm gonna be like, Yeah, I'll either binge watch this. Once it's done, or I'll skip it completely. And I haven't skipped an MCU thing yet. And there's some stuff in the MCU I completely dislike.
0: Yeah, no, I'm thinking I don't think I... Yeah, no, I haven't skipped a thing. I haven't skipped anything. And it's like, this is really getting me there. Again, let's make it loud and clear. And let me point out... It is not because it is a female-oriented, female-driven show. Not at all about that. It's about the fact that the writers are giving zero substance within the show to keep viewers hooked. I've been waiting a long time to see She-Hulk. i wanted She-Hulk. I even want to see Red Hulk. Betty uh red She-Hulk, Betty Ross. You know, I, I want I I want I want she hulk and they're giving us this character, and I feel the most mediocre of ways.
1: Yeah, like they keep doing shit at a fan service to be like, oh well, we did this or show, or we showed this, but it's like I want to be satisfied by what I'm seeing. Like, all right, if they brought She-Hulk in because you know, Bruce Banner wants to be the brains instead of the muscle, that's fine. But like, what good is a Hulk that doesn't smash?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And again, again, I get it. Okay, they're trying to make the character also want to focus on being a lawyer, but she can be a lawyer and a Hulk at the same time. But they're having her flippity floppity back and forth. Between being Jen Walters and She-Hulk, and it's like, no, you gotta find one and you gotta stick with it. Gotta find one and you gotta stick with it. Because other than that, you're gonna confuse people. And and in, when you're writing, when in me as a writer, well, us as writers, we understand the word pacing and flow. You know this show has the most chaotic pacing and flow ever because like you can't just have you know can't just give people action 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 drop comedy comedy action 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 like the moments when she breaks the fourth wall why you know why but even then the way she breaks the fourth wall The way she breaks the fourth wall, it kind of, it breaks the pacing and the flow of the scene. Mm -hmm. Instead of having to stop and do the full looking at the camera kind of thing, she's not Deadpool. She's not Deadpool. And even then, Deadpool isn't even breaking the fourth wall. He's schizophrenic.
1: Yeah, he's just talking to all the other Deadpools, both multiverse.
0: Exactly. So he's not even, he's he's not even he's not talking to the reader, he's talking to other hymns throughout the multiverse. So like to, to have her stop in the middle of a scene, look at the camera, give us exposition, like there's other ways they could do it, like the scene where she's in the car driving a car and she turns and looks. I I just don't want you guys to think that this is always going to be a cameo. Like they could easily have it instead of stopping the flow. She could be sitting there in the car, and just say, and, and just say that. You know what I mean? Instead of doing the whole stopping and look kind of thing, like it's it's just it's it's messing up the flow. The flow is messy. The writing's inconsistent. they need it needs, it needs to be a better production. Let's not even get in on the CGI. We're gonna leave that alone. We'll leave we'll, we'll leave that alone. I'll leave that I'll leave that sin for another day. I will leave that sin for another day, but geez Louise, man. This show needs to get better. And again, it's not because it's a female lead role, it's not because of a strong female lead role, it's not the fact that it's a show that touches on a lot of the mistreatment of women in the workplace. Has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that it is a poorly written show. Poorly written show, Miss Marvel. I wa- I'd go back and watch Miss Marvel again before I wa- before I watch you know you know start watching the she hawk If I knew what I knew, I would never have it. But now that I'm in it, I gotta finish it. Yep. You know, it's just. I just it's just it's disappointing to me. It's disappointing. Because
1: I definitely even, agree.
0: What they could have did is it could have had it have her actually be stuck as a she hawk and be learning how to transform back and forth. Or be stuck as she hawk and not know that she can actually transform back and forth.
1: That does happen in the comics.
0: Yeah. And then eventually she's like, oh, wait, no, I can go back to being, you know, little Jen if I want and just be going back and forth. You know,
1: after or, the fact. Or, once again, this is how we could tie into Fantastic Four because Ben Grimm does wind up leaving the Fantastic Four for a bit and she takes his spot. So she yeah. could get approached by Reed Richards. Like, yo, there's something I want to talk to you about. <laughs> like, my boy here has this issue. He's been trying to change back and forth like we can't turn it on and off. We see that you can do it.
0: Yeah, let us do some testing and stuff and see if we can, you know, figure out how to how to help him out. I don't know, I feel like in a way they're making they're making her being a Hulk a problem or a big deal. When in reality, if they wanted to do it right, well, but they're making a big deal when she can turn back into Jane whenever she wants. So I feel like what they should have did is have her be stuck at She-Hulk as She-Hulk. Oh my God, this is a problem. So now she does have to worry about being a lawyer and being a Hulk at the same time. So, you know what I mean? And then him coming to her because, you know, as Jen Walters, as she's, you know, you know, not you know, not hulked out and saying we want you because you're She-Hulk and this, this and that. No, have her be stuck as She-Hulk, her not being able to figure out how to live life as She-Hulk, and have him come in, step in and be like, We want you to be a lawyer because you're a She-Hawk. And her be like, damn, that's not what I wanted, but I want to be a lawyer, and I'm a damn good lawyer. And she's already, that was already her special, or her um, her specialty was superhero, was hero law. So it's like, no, yeah, you can still do your thing as being a Hulk. And then just so, and just so happened, unfortunately, now she has to now do superhero shit. You know what I mean? On top of being a lawyer. Like, why are they, why are they writing it as if she can't do both?
1: I'm getting like a real Batman forever vibe with this. Oh shit. Like you got to choose between being Bruce Wayne or being Batman. And it's like. Mm-hmm. And it might be one of those scenarios where she leans more towards one, towards the other, or tries to figure out the balance. But it's like, it's just not being done well.
0: Yeah, because her being She Hulk literally has shown that there. They're trying to make her being a Hulk a bad thing, but they're not showing us anything bad about it. Literally, everyone loves the fact that she's a that she's a Hulk, men and women alike. She literally just has a high paying job, a whole new office for having the power to become a she Hulk. hmm And then women
1: want to be her, men want her. It's just.
0: She has the ability to protect herself now against against you know you know, you know shitty men and stuff like that you know right.
1: like, like the whole scene where the wrecking crew runs upon her ah oh wait what am I doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like oh I, I I did I did enjoy that I did enjoy that because again it's pointing out that you know for years she as a you know as a woman she's had to be scared in those situations. But the one moment she's like, oh, wait, hold on, hold the phone, fuck? fuck this, get over here. You know what I mean? I, I, I appreciated that. And again, I also appreciate them bring a light to the shit that women have to go through in the workplace. But they are not doing the character well. They're not doing the character herself justice at all. and it's and it's and it's highly highly bothersome cuz this is an awesome and amazing character and they're just letting the character drown and it sucks so much sucks so much like who are they going to do next a bomb cuz like what what we have bruce we got korg oh god don't korg. bring korg don't bring korg i love korg man i love korg Come on, you can't not love Cord. I don't. Really, I think I think, I think think he's awesome. I think he's adorable. I think he's funny as hell.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And he's voiced by Tika Waitiki. And it's kind of hard to hate him, too.
1: You know, people say the same thing to me about Robert Downey Jr.
0: Listen, I understand you not liking Tony Stark.
1: But you he's can't a cut in not- a shiny condom. What do you want from me?
0: Absolutely, I get that, but you can't not like Robert Downey Jr. Oh,
1: I didn't say that. I mean, oh, okay.
0: But like yeah, Tika White yeah, you kinda you kinda can't. You kinda can't. The man was smashing Tessa Thompson and his wife at the same time. Yeah. There's videos of all three... there's photos of all three of them making out at a fucking baseball game. That's why like, because he was about to get fired. Because they're like, oh, because it was actually during the shooting of um Ragnarok, I think. I'm not too sure. I can't I can't remember which one, but it was in the middle of them shooting one of the one of the the Thor movies, these last two Thor movies. And they're about to let him go, but they're like, Yeah, nah, bro. What I do in my private life is what I do in my private life. You know, my sexual you know tendencies or whatever. This is what I want to do, and they're like, and they had to do research to find out, like, oh, they started fucking around after she was done with the movie. She had already shot all her all her scenes, so her contract had been fulfilled. So it's technically she wasn't, it wasn't like a conflict of interest thing. So they're like, all right, whatever, and they let him go on it. But court, come on, you can't, you cannot let like court. We got we got Bruce, Hulk, Korg, She Hulk. Now we're
1: just missing what a bomb. So let me get this straight: you would be okay with a live action team smash?
0: Agents of Smash? Maybe not an actual live action Agents of Smash, but I would definitely be okay with the characters, like getting that cameo, of maybe all those characters together. Oh, God. No. No, no. I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want an actual Agents of Smash, but I would. I would. I would appreciate and respect. No, no, no. Listen, no! Will. <laughs> listen. Um. No, I mean, just because it's a thing, you know. I always I like. I like little tie-ins like that. Little nods towards other, towards other things that they have going on, you know. Definitely Winterfell. Oh damn! Yeah, excuse me. Definitely wouldn't want that actual storyline though. But definitely would like to see them all on the same screen. What I would like to see is um, there was an episode of um one of the animated Spider-Man, one of the newer ones. I think it was Spectacular Spider-Man, where each one of them in Agents of Smash ended up having to be taken over by one of the vent by one of the symbiotes. To take down, uh, Carnage. So like, Hulk uh, had um, had Venom, Um, and then like each one of them had taken over one of the uh, one of the others, and they had to like, you know, team up as like agents of Smash symbiotes, and each one of them had their own cool like power and ability or whatnot that combined with their own gamma powers so imagine a gamma radiated symbiote that's just juiced up off gamma radiation that'd be fucking terrifying oh that would be terrifying because we already see something like that in um about symbiote storyline because he uses the because uh, he has the ability to like you know bring out the dna from people that he's connected with and so he ends up Bringing out Hulk, the abilities of Hulk to use his gamma radiation to uh, promote plant growth and stuff like that on his uh planet, on on the planet. <sighs> but yeah, back to She-Hulk. <laughs> I just realized that took a whole tangent. That took a whole side, a uh, little, little side skirt there. But yeah, I just I need more. I, I need, need more and more. more. That's what I need. Yes, I need more and more. Like I feel like we got a little bit more in this episode of her actually doing lawyer work and actually getting the work. And even then, she didn't even get a meal off. Wong did.
1: <laughs> oh my god! It was really Wong. So she didn't get didn't she didn't get him off? Wong did. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Now that I think about my,
0: my you know, word choice, I, I see where that could, you know, be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I see where that could be problematic at. But to rephrase, she didn't get a meal released. Nope, can't do it that way either.
1: Exonerated.
0: Exonerated. Probation. Probation. Parole, parole. She didn't get a meal parole. Wong got a meal parole because she had no way to fight him breaking out. Because and so she needed Wong to be like, "Yeah, I broke him out." Yo, that man Wong is funny. That man Wong is funny. The way they got his character is funny. They said, "So, Wong, you know you just admitted to a felony offense, right?" Yeah, so I gotta go. <laughs> My boy was out. He got, they're like, wait, what? He just, and just got up out of there. That that I'm not gonna lie, that 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 was funny. I like I said, I the comedy in this show I, I enjoy. I enjoy the comedy in this show. Cause it resonates with me. But I, I I want I want more action. I want more consistent action. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I feel I feel wrong for saying this, but it kind of feels like kind of feels like getting inconsistent head.
1: Oh good God! Wow. Um. Go ahead, Pete. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, the I wanna see where this is gonna
0: go. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like you know, you're getting a good gawk, gauk, you know, got a good, got a good pace going and then it stops. Gawk, gawk, stop, gawk, 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 gauk, gauk, it's like it's like you, you start you start feeling it and then it goes away. Start feeling it and it goes away. Start feeling it and it goes away. It's like, it's inconsistent. Like, if you're making me happy, then you're making me sad. You're making me happy, then you're making me sad. You know what I mean? Think about it this way. It's like getting the most amazing slurp of your life. Being right at the end, right at, right at the moment. And she stops and you make a mess everywhere, all over yourself.
1: Good God. Good <laughs> God.
0: By the end of these episodes, all I feel is that warm, oozing shame.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) Power Maximus, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I, I I can't I can't help it. I yes, I admit I'm I'm a perf. I'm a perf. But like I mean, am I wrong though? It's not satisfying.
1: I mean, I wouldn't have put it like that, but I I I hear what you're saying.
0: Like, it just it's it's not satisfying. The show's not satisfying. And there's no And at the end of the show, it feels like there's no gratification. It feels like the character has not progressed and hasn't gone anywhere. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't see any kind of character growth. It's like for a show that only has, is only a 30, less than 30 minute episode with only nine episodes. You would think they would be working to grow the character more within those 30 minutes and nine episodes.
1: Do do you you feel me on that one? Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, know, at least in Moon Knight, we see he has six episodes, right? It was six? Yes. We see, you know, or even in here, this is a better example. Yo, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We got six episodes of that. Look where he went from episode one to the last episode. There was so much character growth there. And honestly, a lot of that character growth happened within the last two to three episodes.
1: But that was also like with the stuff he was doing and the politics involved. And even Carly uh, Carly the little the little redhead who was causing all kinds of havoc. Yeah,
0: yeah the Flag Smasher, yeah. Even then, even she had some, you know, even, even that character in herself had character growth. Every character in that show had some kind of character growth. Even Zemo. Even Zemo had some character growth. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I just, I feel like the show could be be better than it is. Um, Do you have any final remarks on the show?
1: um after your poor head comment i'm pretty pretty much solid
0: (laughs) all right well with that ladies and gentlemen that has been the limited edition with your own power maximus and lord triage we'll be back next sunday six o'clock i'm not going to say sharp because we're probably going to be late again you can just expect it at this point but Uh, hopefully, we get you guys in next week, and you guys can definitely, um, you know, comment and chime in. Stay tuned to our our Facebook, you know, the Super Breakdown Facebook page. We're going to be posting a lot more on that, giving more info and detail. What we're going to be talking about, uh, before the show, so about a whole week before the show. So, check it out. Uh, also, check out, you know, the podcast itself as well, because we just released the Blade episode that's up there as well. So uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. Peace. Peace.